to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Kickstart that engine and roll thunder with the pack. Explore the grittiness of masculine spirituality. Gain traction in the virtues. And soup up your spiritual engine by turning adversity into adventure. Now, here's Bear Wozniak. Let's ride. Aloha and welcome to Deep Adventure Ministries, to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. You can almost hear the sound of Harley-Davidson engines revving up. There's nothing like that potato, potato, potato sound of a Harley-Davidson engine because I've got Bob Ace Bagley with us today. He is the national president for Knights of Columbus a ministry called Knights on Bikes. Uh, Bob, welcome to our show. Thank you, Bear. Pleasure to be here. It's great to. It's just great to have you. I've been looking for you guys and looking for you guys, and finally we found each other. Uh, we we had some of your Knights on Bikes on our long ride home uh, reality TV show. No, they showed up at our bike rally in Houston. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Uh, I've been watching your series, and uh, I've seen Father Sinclair. Uh, in there, and I, th- I thought that was absolutely wonderful. It's just so cool. Well, we want to we want to start off. Uh, one of the things I like to talk about is when I talk to bikers, is how they got started riding motorcycles. What what was your what was your first motorcycle, and, and how did you get started? My very first motorcycle was a Yamaha 650 Special, and. Uh, I come from a state that uh, has a lot of clubs in it, and I always found it amazing. I'd be sitting on the side of the road and watching these guys ride by, and it always seemed like there was a tight brotherhood there. And that was something that I had always longed for. I came from a big family, but we were never close. So years went by, and I'd gotten married, and I still felt like something was missing. And... uh, so I bought a bike and uh, started riding with some buddies and uh, kind of took off from there. I started growing my hair out, growing my beard out, and I still felt like there was something missing. I enjoyed riding with, with the guys, but there was still something missing there. Well, how long ago was that, Bob? Yeah. How long ago was that? That was probably back in the uh, late 70s. So you're kickstarting that motorcycle? Kickstart. You better believe it. <laughs> That's so cool. Not like today where I just have to push a button. <laughs> and I've seen pictures of you. You look like a Viking there, dude. Long red hair, long red beard. I mean, you look like the, the typical bad biker that no one wants to mess with. Uh, but you were saying yeah, – yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was going to say I've been accused by that. <laughs> But you know, you you began to ride and you found this brotherhood. But you said there was there seemed like there was something missing. When did you start to have that sense? Um, I had gone through a uh, divorce, but and I converted uh, to Catholicism a few years ago, and um, it just seemed like I was always getting in trouble and uh, didn't really feel close to anybody. I had no interest. I pretty much started being on my own, and. Uh, found or this woman found me and uh she said you know you you should really start attending church with me and i said well i've got no use for church i'm good on my own and 
her and I had started dating and she kept talking about it and talking about it. And I said, well, you know, I said, all the things that happened to me in my youth and as a young adult, I said, I think God pretty much gave up on me and turned his back on me. And uh, I had gone into court that day and a uh, judgment was passed. And they said I would know in two weeks. Well, two weeks came and went, and um, I never heard anything. And uh, my girlfriend says, well, you know, I said, you, sh you should really go to church with me. I think this is something. I said, I don't know. I don't know. So I called up the courthouse, and there was no records whatsoever of me even being there. And um, at that point, I felt that God reached down and started guiding me. So I started attending masses with um, what is now my wife. And uh, the priest always seems like he was talking to me. I could relate to everything he was saying. And that went on for about five months. And I kept seeing little things here and there. And I decided this is where I need to be. I actually felt love in this church. And I felt closer to my wife and to my kids. And I said, this is where I need to be. I want to start my conversion process. So during going through my conversion process, I was still riding. I uh, talked to my wife, got her riding a motorcycle. We started riding together. <clears throat> but through my conversion process, um, I kept being attacked by demons. And uh, I talked to the priest about it, and he asked me to describe them. Well, they were about two foot tall and coal black. And he said what I was experiencing was the lowest form of demons called an imp. And he said that I should really, I shouldn't go through that on my own. I should really talk to another priest that uh, deals in spiritual warfare. Uh, I can be a little stubborn sometimes. So uh, I fought it on my own. I was, had been physically attacked. I'd walk out of my house. I worked the afternoon shift at the time. I'd walk out of my house, go to my mailbox. And I had a boxer that was our pet. And she used to stop at the road while I crossed the road to get the mail. Well, that day she didn't. She followed me right out to the mailbox. And I bent down to ask her what she was doing. And as I did that, I started seeing uh, these black imps start circling me. And the dog starts growling, snapping her teeth, and she had never done that before. So I'm walking back up to the house, and she kept banging into my legs, growling and snapping. I get up to the door, and instead of her running in, she's pushing me. And just then, my wife had pulled in the driveway, and they were gone. She asked me, what the heck was that? I said, what'd you see? She said, I've seen something black just circling you. So then I knew I wasn't going crazy. I wasn't the only one that seen this. So I ended up talking to the priest about it, and he told me what to do to get rid of them. And I did that. I finished my conversion process. What, what was that he told you to do? I am to evoke the Lord's name. I say, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I command you to leave the premises. 
and he gave me a bottle of holy water and I went through the house and through the yard and sprinkled it and uh, the imps disappeared. Amazing. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Oh, I know. Very I mean, amazing. I mean, uh, um, Satan is a punk, you know. Oh, uh, very much so. You know, he, he, he's, you know, he, he, it's not to say he's toothless. But he's a punk. He made a, he made a bad decision when he when he decided to rebel against God and wanted to be his own god, and the third of the angels fell with him. Well, that third of the angels are, are demons, and the, he runs his kingdom through through fear and through intimidation. None of those demons are loyal to him; they're only afraid of him, oh. and so they so they jump when he says jump. That's why sometimes when there's a demon present, you feel fear. It's not that we should be afraid of them. It's that they're afraid of Satan. They're afraid of everything. They're afraid of everyone because they just live yeah. in, a, in a world of intimidation. But it gives you a sense that, uh, you know, that we, we know that we, we're in the middle of a battle zone. And if you don't know it, if you're not aware of it, you're in trouble. Whether you're seeing a demonic presence or not, you know that from time to time, uh, they're being provoked against you. When we do our ministry, Bob, when we ride on, when we do these long Harley rides, usually leading up to it, uh, there's a lot of spiritual warfare, and people people have told me, uh, "Oh, you're under attack. You're under you're under spiritual warfare," and I go, "You know what? No, we're not. We're not under any sort of attack. We're on the attack. We're 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 Amen. you know the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. We're on the offensive, and all we're feeling is a little resistance." But I found, you know, there, there, they, there's a, you know, I found when I lead people to Christ, sometimes when their initial conversion, a, a demon mm-hmm. will cry out and will flee. Uh, you know, they may, they may gag, they may cough, uh, and uh, and go through some minor sort of deliverance. I'm no exorcist or anything like that. But I'm saying part of our weaponry has to be, be, be to realize that we are fighting fighting against principalities and powers. We are fighting against demons. When we were out in the, the desert on, in season one, we're very much aware that Jesus, right after he was baptized in the Spirit, went out into the desert to fight Satan. And that Anthony of the yep. desert went out in the desert you know, to fight Satan. And when we went out there uh, filming as we were, I felt like we were taking back ground you know, from the enemy. And that, that, mm-hmm. that ground that we were taking back was masculine Christianity, what it means to love God with all your heart, and 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 still and and be even more of a man uh, in doing that. We're talking with Bob Ace Bagley. He is actually the president of uh, Knights on Bikes, the Knights of Columbus Ministry. How many uh, Knights on Bikes are there in in the United States? In the United States, we have just over three thousand members. In worldwide, and how many? World- worldwide, we have over ten thousand members. And real quick, what's a website they can find you guys at? That would be uh, Nights on Bikes Worldwide. Dot com or dot org? Dot org. Okay. This is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Ministries. We're just getting started talking to Bob Ace Bagley. Don't you guys all want to know how we got the name Ace? Uh, we're going to find out when we come right <laughs> back. We'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. This is a warning. The Bear Wozniak Adventure is dangerous. The radical change Bear challenges you to is not for wimps. Change this station to a soft rock station before it's too late. You've been warned. Now, here is Bear Wozniak. 
Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. And as we say on Long Ride Home, Viva Cristo Rey, long live Christ the King. We want to let you guys know that we got something really cool going on. Uh, if you want to get to know uh, Bob Ace Bagley, the president of the Knights on Bikes uh, Motorcycle Ministry, uh, the United States Knights on Bikes, there's over 3,000 members, you can actually become part of Bear's Man Cave. It's for men only. And the only way you can join is by going to my website. You can go to bearwoznick.com, and it'll take you to the website um, where you can click and become a member of Bear's Man Cave. And in Bear's Man Cave, uh, we are there to challenge and encourage one another. Uh, right now, Bear's Man Cave, uh, we've been talking about uh, pornography. We've been talking about self-mastery over our physical bodies. You know, there's so much, I think, food addiction in the world today. We're talking about making a stand for Christ. We had a Google Hangout the other night with all the men uh, together, you know, showing up on, on, you know, we can see each other on video, and, uh, and we're talking to each other about how we can spread the gospel and start more uh, small groups, how men can get together for breakfast, or maybe they can get together at a pub at night and uh, bring closer, people closer to Jesus. So, uh, go to uh, bearwasnick.com. You can click on Join the Bears Cave, and Bob is a member. You'll get to uh, know more about him there. So, Bob, you were talking about how you were having to face down some demons. On your way to the Catholic Church, the Catholic priest told you how to pray in the name of Jesus, and he gave you holy water, and uh, the imps, these minor demons, uh, disappeared. What, tell, tell us about that, and, and then what happened? Well, then... Uh... I finished my conversion process to become Catholic. I go to receive Holy Communion. And the priest hands me the Eucharist, places it on my tongue. And I've only felt this sensation a couple times when receiving the Holy Eucharist. But instead of being hard and cracked, it was soft like flesh and very chewy. And then when he handed me the blood of Christ, it was actually warm and salty. And uh, it, it brought me to tears. And then uh, a few months had gone by, and and uh, I got to church a little late, so I, I had to sit in the back pew. And we go up to receive Holy Communion, and now the, the priest uh, breaks the uh, body so he can hand it out. And, and I said, God, if this truly is your body and your blood, can you give me any type of sign whatsoever to tell me that, yes, this is definitely where I need to be? I would like a piece of the original host. So I'm watching as we're going down the line. and there had to have been 40 people in front of me and I'm seeing, seeing it. And then all of a sudden I see the little white wafers come out. That's like, Oh, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and I get up there and uh, the deacon was serving communion. He reaches in, he pulls out a white wafer, looks at me, puts the white wafer back in, holds his finger up digs down to the bottom of the chalice and pulls out a piece of the original host and places it on my tongue. He says, welcome, brother. And wow. I was like, instant broke down in tears. <laughs> oh, wow. 
And I, I'm not one that was susceptible to crying. I felt like I had no feelings. And coming into the Catholic faith and knowing what Jesus Christ did for me, it just, uh, it gives you a warm feeling all over. There wasn't, uh, there was a, a sense in you just absolute resting in, 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 in faith. Your, 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 your faith, oh. had, your faith had come up, found a place to rest. Exactly. Exactly. It's so hard to describe the feeling I get when, or anyone gets when you receive the true body and blood of Christ, which is in the Catholic Church, and that's the only place that you're going to find that is in the Catholic Church. Yeah, it's so interesting, Bob, and, because pe people say, well, you know, we believe that the, the presence of God is in the host, or they'll say it's just a symbol. And you know what? Uh, they're absolutely right. The other churches are absolutely right. Uh, for them, it really is only a symbol because they don't have the apostolic succession to offer uh, the transubstantiation to take place. But for us, Amen. it is the power of the Lord to save. And, you know, as an athlete, I know that I, you know, they, we have a saying, you are what you eat. Receiving the body and blood of Jesus, what could be more nourishing to me? Physically, it brings me immortality. Uh, physically, it's a promise of resurrection. And, of course, spiritually, the graces that, you know, that fill me and the renewing of my mind. So uh, the body oh. and blood of Jesus Christ, um, it, it, and, you know, it is the summit of our faith. Most definitely. Most definitely. What? Go ahead. Oh, and so I was going to say, so uh, after uh, my uh, first communion and I received the uh, Holy Sacraments, um, had had my marriage blessed within the Catholic Church. Uh, we go downstairs to have a little reception, and the priest at the time was uh, Father Don Klingler. His son's retired, but he walks up to me and he says, "I can tell you're going to do great things with the Catholic faith." He says, "And I need you to become a member of the Knights of Columbus." So we sat and we talked about what the Knights of Columbus was and how I would fit into this group. And the Knights of Columbus is a charity organization founded by Father Jay McGivney back in the uh, 1872, I believe is the date. And he formed the Knights of Columbus to protect the, the children and the widows of the men that were working in the coal mines and the Irish immigrants. And uh, so I liked what I read. I signed up, I started getting involved, um, started helping do a lot of the charity works and it felt like my heart just opened up. I felt so grateful that Christ gave me the opportunity to do something good with my life. And so the night, the Knights of Columbus. Uh, how long ago was that? Um, right now, it has. I have been a member of the Knights of Columbus for ten years. And what happened, Bob? When did when did you? Okay, for, wait. When did you find out about Knights on Bikes? Because that kind of started. Didn't that start about the time you were uh, about ten years ago? Or when did it start? It, it did start. It was in uh, 2005 is when uh, Knights on Bikes was founded. Their founder's name was is Raymond Medina. And that was founded in Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. 
uh, Raymond and and family members are members of the of a parish, and membership in the Catholic Church started dropping off. Tro- started dropping off, and they were going to have to close their parish because there wasn't enough members. Well, Raymond and uh, some of his brother-in-laws uh, put on the Knights of Columbus patch on their vest and started riding around a different parish. Oh my God, that is so cool! I mean, that is so oh. so awesome because people who don't ride, they don't know, they don't know what a patch means to a biker. You know, it's a significant. Oh, exactly. Thing. Oh, and did you? Was it the patch on the front, or did they put a patch on the back of their vest? They put a twelve-inch patch on the back of their vest, with a with a cross on the uh, above it, and on the front of their vest, they had the emblem of the order, the uh, third-degree patch of the Knights of Columbus on the front. That's just so you know, colors uh, to uh, to a biker. Uh, Everyone takes notice of those. It's better than any gospel track. You know what I mean? Oh, when someone, amen. You know, what Every was... time we go out in the street or we go anywhere, we have our vest on. That's probably one of the biggest ways to, for us to evangelize our faith that we have. Because when once they see the emblem of the order on our backs and on our chest, they know that we're with the Catholic Church. And so now they're watching to see what we do as far as evangelization, uh, helping the homeless, feeding the homeless, helping the children, and it's a it's a wonderful organization. It's just so cool. So these guys, these bad boys, get their get their vests, put the Knights of Columbus uh, colors on the back, and they're out riding. And uh, and, yeah. and so th- did the church begin to? It sounds like there was an impact that the church began to be renewed. Oh, the church was renewed. Uh, they they didn't have to close their parish. And um, at one time, I was a member of a club in Michigan. And things were getting a little rough. Uh, they offered me a job that I didn't want to take. And so I said I was done with the club life and had to call the national president in California to try to get out without any recourse from the clubs. And uh, it happened. He let me out. I had no issues. I had no tattoos of the club. Uh, I didn't own anything that was club owned. And <clears throat> I hung up the well, phone. Hey, Bob, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there, so people will want to keep listening after this break. Okay? Sounds good. It's brother. Bear Wozniak, Deep Adventure Radio, and also the host of uh, Long Ride Home Reality TV show. It's it, guys riding bi- motorcycles across the United States. Jesus and bikers, not much uh, wrong with that. We're talking to Bob Ace Bagley, the uh, president of Knights on Bikes for the United States. We'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. This is the continuing exploits of our financial liberator, Thomas Gripe, CEO of Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Tom, what should you tell people who have that new car uh, frenzy right now? Well, the first thing I tell them is fight the urge to go out and do what everybody else does and buy a new car. Remember, a vehicle is transportation. It is not a lifestyle. Your ego can do without having a brand new car every couple years. As a matter of fact, smart people will buy a car only after it's two or three years old. That's when the rate of depreciation on that car tends to slow down. And then 
once you purchase the car after two or three years, they keep it for five or seven years so that the car is about 10 years old when they decide to move on to their next car. That way, they've extracted the maximum value they can out of the vehicle. We've been talking with Tom Greif. He's the CEO of Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. You can go to NotreDameFCU.com to find out more. The Financial Liberator, Tom. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Virtue. This morning I was praying the liturgy of the hours down by the ocean, had a cup of coffee, saw the sun begin to make the sky a little bit light, and then suddenly this orange globe just burst above the ocean, and just the beautiful water turning blue and the orange sunbeam coming down towards me. I just had a great time of prayer, and I was meditating on Elijah. He's been up on top of Mount Carmel. He's challenged the prophets of Baal uh, to have their God send rain, and of course their God didn't. And now it was Elijah's time to ask God to send the rain. Elijah squatted down, put his head between his knees and prayed. That's a very interesting position. That's the position that women in those days used to give birth. He was birthing the vision. God had given him a sense and a calling of what was to happen, but he also gave him a, a partnership with him that Elijah needed to pray that into being. You may be very involved in ministry. You may be running so fast that you can't even seem to keep up with your mission. But you're going to get ahead of it. You're going to get away from really the power and the source of your vision, which is the Lord. Take time to squat and pray. And Elijah prayed and sent a servant. Is there a cloud? Is there rain? No, nope, no rain yet. He prayed. He, he gave birth. He groaned like a woman in travail. Is there, is, there, is there rain coming to a servant? No, not yet. He prayed seven times. And on the seventh time, his servant said, there's a cloud about the size of a man's hand. And Elijah said, let's book it. Let's get out of here. And they got up and they started running down the mountain. And Elijah was running so fast that he passed the, the king in his chariot. And that's the way God calls us. First, he gives you the vision. Pray it into existence. Then do your running. Don't run until the power of the Lord is sending the rain of the Holy Spirit. This is Bear Wozniak with Deep Virtue. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. You know, I'm fortunate enough uh, to be talking with Bob Ace Bagley, the president of Knights on Bikes for the United States. And Bob, you know, I'm a member of a motorcycle club still, um, uh, the Sons of Hawaii uh, in the islands. And, and oh, I, wow. Yeah, I ride, I ride, and I'm a member of the Molokai chapter, and my, my good friend Eugene Spencer is the president of, of, of the Sons of Hawaii. I, you know, they made me a member. I didn't prospect. I'm not sure exactly how it all happened, but it was really a God thing, because I know uh, the president, the overall club president, when we were riding on the Big Island, he came up to me and he goes, bro, I know you from somewhere. And I, I was riding with the club, you know, uh, at the time. Uh, bro, I know you. And I go, no, bro, if I, if I ever met you, I would remember because he's like six foot six or something. And then his <laughs> wife comes up to me and goes, bro, brada, brada, we know you. I've seen you somewhere. We know you. And then it just turns out that they were good friends with a, a legendary surfer, Buffalo Kialana. And I was friends with his son. And they'd been at Buffalo's house in Makaha and seen some video. And there I was, you know, in the video uh, tandem surfing. And so, you know, it's kind of like in Hawaii, uh, the, there's that tribal feeling what I mean by tribal, I mean there's that sense of ohana within the people of Hawaii. If you're a waterman especially, I mean not just a surfer uh -huh. but a full-on waterman, there's a sense of ohana. And you have that same feeling, you know, 
when you're a member of a bike club. I still ride with them occasionally. I'm certainly not a diehard member of the Suns, but uh, I love these guys. And I know before we ride, uh, they always pray, uh, sometimes drink yeah. too much. But, you know, um, it's a privilege. It's an absolute privilege. And uh, I show respect to any member of any bike club. But for you to have been a, been a part of a club and then asked to, to leave, um, that was a big deal. You know, it was, uh, it was something that uh, took a certain amount of God's grace to, to let that happen. And uh, so you, you were saying that then you, uh, I'm not sure when that was. Was that after you had become a Catholic or before then? Or when, when did um, that take I, I originally joined the club shortly before I became Catholic. And then after I became Catholic, it was like, uh, this kind of goes against my Catholic faith and I need to leave. But aren't you glad that you had nights on bikes? Because what you wanted, oh. the reason why you were part of that club is a desire for brotherhood, right? I mean, the thing about bikers, if you're a member of, of a club, you got a brother that's going to stick with you through thick or thin. I mean, people talk oh, about brotherhood in their Christian faith, but if you're a member of a biker club, that is brotherhood. You can count on that guy 100%. But, um, yes. and so you were looking for that uh, earlier, but then you, you, you went deep in the Catholic faith. And then you, and then almost at the same time that you were becoming a Catholic, the Knights on Bikes were being founded. And so, how did you find the Knights on Bikes? And, and tell us that story. Well, I'd been out of out of the club for roughly a month, and uh, my family was happy about it. My wife was ecstatic; she wasn't worried about me anymore. And then the phone rings. I answered it, and I hear, "Hey, bro." This is Raymond Medina out of Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Nights on bikes. And I said, I don't believe I know you. He says, no. He says, but I know you. He said, I've talked to some people. I think you'd be good to start a chapter up in Michigan for us. And I said, brother, I just got out of the club situation. And I said, I'm not interested in getting back into that lifestyle. He said, no, you don't understand. We are with the Catholic Church. Knights of Columbus, Knights on Bikes. <laughs> How cool said, really? is that? That's so cool. <laughs> so we sat and we talked, and he says, so what do you think? You interested? And I said, well, you know, I said, I may be. I said, because I like the Knights of Columbus. I said, I love the Catholic faith. I said, we'll have to talk more. He says, well, we will. He said, I'm sending my VP up to Michigan tomorrow, and you guys are going to have a talk. Did he ride his motorcycle, so, or did he fly in? He flew in. <laughs> okay. He flew in. I wouldn't doubt and, it. You know, uh, I know these nights on bikes, they ride hard. I wouldn't doubt if he had ridden. Oh, I wouldn't have doubted it either. Um, we ride through all kinds of weather. Uh, I mean, that's, that's part of the sport. If you're going to let weather stop you, you shouldn't have the bike. It's not really even a sport, is it? It's just a way of life. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, Freddie Galindo was his uh, vice president, and he was co-founder with Raymond. He came up and talked to me, and he says, Brother, you're going to fit in great. He said, I'm calling Raymond to let him know. He says, you do want to be a member? I said, definitely. I said, I feel close to you already. I said, I feel like a brother. So he calls up Raymond. 
says a few words with Raymond, hands me the phone, and Raymond says, congratulations, Ace. He says, you are now the state president of Michigan for Knights on Bikes. <laughs> I like that, Raymond. Dina, I just became friends with him on Facebook. I'm like, I like his style, right? He just Oh, moves. yeah, yeah. He doesn't mess around. He doesn't put his foot around. He he just got an idea. He's being, And this is something we should all wake up to is God gives you a little nudge. Move on it. And he didn't say, you exactly. know, you know, Don't hey, we'd really like for you to join, and it's so nice that you're going to be a member. He said, no, you're the president. Now, kicked, yeah. kicked, your, kicked your butt and said, let's get going. Yeah, no, definitely. I like that guy. Oh, me too. So then what happened? How did you start developing uh, the Michigan chapter? Well, I got, got the patches from Raymond, sewed them on my vest, and I started riding around the state. I rode from Knights of Columbus uh, councils, and I'd stop in, ask the Grand Knight if I could give a little uh, presentation on who Knights on Bikes is, what we can do to help grow the Knights of Columbus, what we can do as far as charity work, what what we can do to bring new members into the Knights of Columbus because they want the brotherhood of riding that motorcycle with us also. And uh, so I traveled around the state for about four years by myself. Uh, got pulled over a couple times by some clubs. And uh, they asked me, uh, what's that patch? What are you doing in our area? I said, brothers, I'm with the Knights of Columbus Knights on Bikes. We're a Catholic men's organization. And we are a strong brotherhood out to evangelize the Catholic faith. They looked at me and said, ah. Cool. And away they rode. Did you ever have more of a conversation with them than that? Uh, not until uh, a few years had gone by and uh, I started doing the blessing of the bikes in Allegan. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a uh, club show up and uh, one of the members had pulled me off to the side and said, I used to be Catholic. I said, used to be. I said, if you're Catholic, you're always Catholic. I said, you may have fallen away from the church a little bit, but you're always welcome back. He says, I want to look you up later, he said, because I think I want to get out of this lifestyle too, he says. And what you guys are doing, he says, I find it fascinating. I said, well, you're more than welcome to stay and go to Mass with me. I said, you're more than welcome to ride with us. And he says, I'll get back with you. I'll get back with you. Well, since then, I've had a few more clubs come to the uh, Blessing of the Bikes. And uh, they come in, uh, rival clubs, and I've met them at the gate. I told them that this is hallowed ground. This is a Catholic church function. You're welcome to stay, take part in the festivities, but there will be no violence. There will be no trouble. And uh, they said to me, you don't have to worry about it. We know who you are. We respect you. We respect what you're doing. And we think it's great that the charities, what charities you support. We just want to come in, enjoy the festivities a little bit, give you guys some money. That's so cool. And, and I, you know, the thing about the biker uh, world, it is all about respect, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Um, as long as you show another club respect, they're going to show you respect. 
Yeah, you, you won't have any trouble out of it. But there's something about that that we as men need to get a hold of again with other men. That we need to show respect. And honestly, the, the way that you showed respect to them was you, you went, you demonstrated respect. You said, this is what we're doing. This is sacred ground. And we don't want, there will be no violence. There will be nothing like that here. We need to say to our brothers, you know, out of respect, this is sacred ground. And you need to deal with, and, I, and I've seen in your life that you've not taken care of your family. You're not taking care of, uh, you're, you're not uh, providing for them. You're not bringing them to church. Uh, you know, um, the way you speak is inappropriate. Uh, in other words, show respect to yourself. Uh, and, and part of our yeah. ministry is to restore the dignity of each man. That's what Jesus did. You know, he lifted us up. He restored our dignity. He brought us back into the image of God. So uh, we're talking with Bob Amen. Ace Bagley. He is the president, of the national president for Nights on Bikes. And we get back, we're going to talk about a rally. It's still a ways away, right? It's over a year, actually two years away. But something cool is going to happen. August 2019. Yeah, something cool is going to happen in Michigan. Uh, This is Bear Wozniak. I'm with Deep Adventure Radio. You guys, if you want to be part of a brotherhood, uh, go to our website, bearwozniak.com, and click on Join Bear's Man Cave, and you'll see that you can become a part of a secret uh, closed uh, Facebook group where we we kind of get down to the nitty-gritty. We post, and we challenge each other and encourage each other. I'll be right back. This is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. Saddle up. It's time for Long Ride Home cast member Daniel the Boom Markham to ride herd on us and challenge us to man up. History and life are peppered with epic moments. Moments like the invention of the printing press and the plow, the Renaissance, bombing of Pearl Harbor, the Allied assault on Normandy, the assassinations of President Jack Kennedy and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the fall of the Berlin Wall, and man landing on the moon. It's good to reflect on history's great moments, even tragic ones, just as it's good to reflect on such moments in our own lives. You see, they all bring lessons, good ones, for willing to see them and learn from them. Mine would be at age 14, the death of my daddy, finding the body of my drowned cousin, the clergy who attempted to rape me, my first love, Becky, my encounter with Jesus, the birth of my children, and the loss of my first marriage and the grinding, unrelenting depression that followed, my wedding to Colette, and getting four more daughters in the deal. The respected Guardian Daily newspaper of Great Britain lists the conversion of the Apostle Paul as one of the ten great epic moments in history. Saul of Tarsus, that great persecutor of the early church, had a stunning encounter with Christ that changed the order of his life, his name to Paul, and calling as a missionary to the Gentiles. It was Paul who was used by God to spread the gospel around the Roman Empire, altering human history to this day. Yet without Christ, there would have been no Paul. So the top of epic moments would have to be the birth and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Apart from the birth, there is no Savior. Apart from the resurrection, there is no triumph over death. This is Daniel DeBoon Markham at DanielDeBooneMarkham.com on a journey a few miles this side of heaven. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. This is Bear Wozniak. I'm the host of... EWTN's reality TV show called Long Ride Home. We rode motorcycles 
from uh, Cocoa Beach, Florida, through a hurricane, all the way over through the desert to the Big Bend country <laughs> of Texas, over to San Diego, and then up. I, I rode alone up to my home, uh, my 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 roots in Santa Cruz, and it was all about learning to ride as a pack. You know, there's a the one of the two creeds says, "I believe in one God," uh, but the other one says, "The Nicene." I forget, I forget which one it is. Says, "We believe." There's an I believe part of the creed, and there's a we believe creed. We need to learn to run as a pack. We need to learn, as we, you know, we invite you to join like our man's cave, Bear's Man Cave. We need to learn uh, to get together for breakfast with our brothers or maybe meet at a pub and uh, go over that, that Sunday's uh, scripture verses. But we need to learn to say the we believe and become uh, a brotherhood again. Men need to find brotherhood. Men are lonely. Men feel isolated. Men are ashamed in their in their weaknesses in the uh, falling to pornography and 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 I think food addiction is probably the worst that there is right now. People are just giving themselves over to not being able to master that area, and we share with people we give them the tools of how to overcome that sort of thing but the big the best thing that we can do for each other is to join forces and to encourage each other, take away the shame of things like that. And, and, and raise each other's dignity. And Bob Ace Bagley is the national president for Knights on Bikes Motorcycle Club. And I remember when we rolled into our car-to-the-wall biker rally in Houston, Texas, Charles Torres showed up wearing a Knights on Bikes, yeah. uh, Knights on Bikes uh, colors, and I was blown away because I'd been trying to find him, had so much going on, you know, just difficulty trying to put it all together. And here he found us, and uh, that was the beginning of this. And now Bob Bagley, we've uh, we've kind of co- commandeered him. We're gonna ha- have him be a cast member of Long Ride Home uh, for season three, and then tell him what we're gonna be doing for season four. That's two years from now. Season four, we were doing the international rally of nights on bikes. Every two years, we hold it in a different state. Uh, this year, I'm bringing bring bringing the rally into Michigan, and uh, I we get together. We have a meeting. We have a meet and greet on Tuesday night. Everybody gets checked into their hotel rooms. We uh, greet each other. Some of some of us we haven't seen in two years. Some some haven't been able to make the other rally, so it's been four years. And we come come together, and it's like we never lost sight of the person. You still feel the strong brotherhood there. Uh, nighttime bikes member will bend over backwards to help each other out. You know what's cool, Bob? You know what's cool, Bob, is you know we're going to come there. We're going to do a call to the wall rally. And what's so Excellent. cool, you know, and what's so cool is, and then you and I, uh, the rest of my guys, we're going to ride up to the Upper Peninsula and around to uh, the Harley Davidson Museum in Milwaukee. And this is still two, this is two years out in front. But Eric Wardrum, have you got to meet Eric yet from Catholic Cross Bears Motorcycle Ministry? I have not met him yet. You guys are like blood brothers, you know. And he's not that far away; he's a few hundred, maybe three or four hundred miles from you. I don't know, but he's going to have his pack. The Catholic Cross Bears Motorcycle Ministry is going to do a meetup. Uh, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then there's an empty day, and then your meetup begins, and you're only a few hundred miles away. So we're going to join up with Catholic Cross Bears. They're going to escort us halfway to you guys, and then you guys come out and meet us and escort us back. And uh, and I think it's going to be the coolest thing. And you know what we need to do after that? You know what we need to do too, Bob? Maybe What's that? maybe four years from now or three years from now, we get the other Christian, some of the other Christian bike clubs to join with us too. 
and we start doing a exactly. healing uh, of the the breach in, in brotherhood among all Christians, you know? Definitely, definitely. Because I know that there's a lot of uh, a lot of turmoil, for lack of better words, between the Catholic Church and the Protestant churches. And uh, I don't understand that. I mean, we're all here for the same reason. We're all here for the love of God, for the love of brotherhood, and for the love of our neighbor, help, helping out those that are less fortunate. And I think if we could have one mass Christian rally. <laughs> well, bikers just phenomenal. bikers just might do it, right? The bikers just yeah. might do it. I know there's Christian bikers clubs. But tell me, I want to ask you this question, Bob. Where in the heck did you get the name Ace? What is that all about? Um, well, it's my rider's name that was given to me from the uh, president of the club that I had joined. And um, well, each how did, rider. How did he give you that name? What was the derivation of that? Um, whatever he asked me to do, I got it done. He said he didn't have to worry about me uh, screwing something up. And I tried to do everything to perfection. He said, you're an ace in my book, and that's your writer's name. You know, that, that statement is so powerful. You know what? I know how he feels, and, and you know how he feels, too. When you're riding in a pack, and when we're riding, yeah. when we're riding in a pack, and we're riding 2,100 or 3,100 miles, and we're shooting a reality show, I don't look for the most talented person. I look for the one that when I ask him to do something, they do it. And it's a oh, lesson. Definitely. Yeah, when I got to... Um, Allentown, New Jersey, my good friend Jerry Cohn was on season one. He's the bad, he's the sheriff in season one. Yes. He showed up there. We had already ridden uh, all the way up to Allentown. He showed up then to join us on the shoot at that point. And I remember being so exhausted riding 45 mile an hour, 45 degrees with pouring rain, going over the ferries wow. and the bridges in, in New Jersey, showing up and getting into my hotel room and getting to the, ho- the elevator door and the elevator door opening up and Jerry Cohn is there. And he goes, and he doesn't recognize me. I'm laughing. I'm looking at him, waiting for him to, to look up at me. And he looks up at me and goes, hey, brother, I'm here to help. What can I do? <laughs> and you know, as a leader of that ministry, what that means to you, especially when you're rolling thunder, you need to be able to count on guys. And I just think people right, right now, I want people to stop and look to Jesus and go, Jesus, I'm here. What can I do? Don't look at how, at how feeble you are, how unable you are to do things. Because trust me, that's the least of, uh, uh, of God's concern is whether you are willing. And if you're willing, God will put you to work. And the way he may be putting you to work is to get involved in the nights on bikes. Or he may be uh, causing you or challenging you to get in touch with us at bearwasnick.com and help us to help you get some small men's. We just call them meetups. That's what bikers call it, meetups. You can meet at a pub right. every couple of weeks or maybe for coffee in the morning. No talking about politics, talking about real life. But uh, if you you know if you, if you have a nudge from the Holy Spirit, then then uh, get to uh, get to Nights on Bikes. What's what's the website you have again, Bob? It's uh it's called uh, www.nightsonbikesusa-one.org. We've been talking with Bob Ace Bagley. He is the national president for Knights on Bucks. There's over 3,000 members in America. There's 10,000 worldwide. Bob, you got to help us get in touch with the guys in Ireland because we're coming for them in a, in a year from now to shoot season three. Uh, this is Bear Wozniak um, speaking with Bob Ace Bagley. He's the founder of the national. 
he's the national president for uh, Nights on Bikes. And you guys need to go to that website. You need to, uh, if you're a biker, uh, ride for Jesus. And, wondering if, and if they want to get in touch with me personally, they can contact me on my Facebook Facebook page. It's Bob Ace Bagley. And I'd be more than willing to talk with them some more about Nights on Bikes and how they can become more familiar with Christ. Okay, thanks, Bob. You see, guys, that's the blessing of being the host of Deep Adventure Radio. I get to talk with guys like Bob Ace Bagley. I want to invite you guys, please go to our website. You can find it. We made it really easy now. We've just got the name of the website now is bearwoznik.com. My last name is W-O-Z-N-I-C-K. So you don't have to try to remember what the name of our ministry is and all that. You just go to bearwoznik.com and uh, check out our Bears Man Cave, uh, a, a secret men's only uh, hangout on uh, Facebook. And we also do every month or so, or sometimes every week, depending on the need, we'll do a Google Hangout where the men get together on, on Google Hangout uh, and uh, we, we plot and we, thick and we think about how we can spread the gospel and how we can challenge and encourage each other. And on our website, you guys, if you like Long Ride Home, you can order the DVD sets there. And we got motorcycle patches and pins and T-shirts for the men and special ones for the women. And my books, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue, and Deep in the Way of a Surfing Guide to the Soul, those are both there and available for you too. And you can subscribe to our newsletter. And our s- newsletter isn't like... You're going to enjoy looking forward to it every week. It just comes once a week. We don't inundate you. But with that, you just get all kinds of information. One of the things we let you know is when we're going to be certain places riding motorcycles so that you can join us and roll thunder with us along the way. I mean, we are heading down uh, in just a few days. We're heading down to Key West. Uh, You can go to Bears Wave, uh, excuse me, to bearwoznik.com. And you can uh, contact us. We're going to be heading from Cocoa Beach, Florida, down to Miami on the 4th. And then we're going to be going uh, from the 4th uh, to the 5th. We're rolling down to Key West with Archbishop Wenske. So maybe you can meet, us, meet up with us a little bit. And on the way back, we'll be on the way back uh, on, the, on the Sunday. And then on the 7th, we roll Thunder back to Cocoa Beach. Who knows? Maybe you can meet up with us. This is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. May the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Viva Cristo Rey. You've been listening to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Go to bearwozniak.com to get your free audio and other exciting content. Plus, you can pick up the Long Ride Home 10-episode DVD set, autographed copies of Bear's books, Long Ride Home shirts, tanks, coffee cups, and even motorcycle pins and patches. And find out how guys can sign up for Bear's Man Cave online Facebook group, all at bearwozniak.com. 